Hey everybody, it's Clint. I wanted to come to you again today and hit on what I did last week. It's that little difference to it and maybe a different way to think about it if last week was a little hard for you to think about. Hopefully this week we can help you think about it in a different way and make it a little easier. Today what I'm going to talk about is, is it a snake or is it a stick? What you may say is that have to do with air anxiety or the worry or anything and I say it has everything to do with it. So I start off with a story. So imagine you're walking in the woods, you're with friends or we're walking there together and we're walking in the woods and we're walking down the trail and we're all having fun and a good time and several hundred feet in front of us, um, you can barely make it out. There's something sticking out onto the trail. It looks a little jagged or curvy and those kind of things. What's everybody's or most everybody's first thought about what that could possibly be up there? That's right. It's a snake. Oh my gosh, it's a snake. The reality is we're not really sure if it's a snake because it's several hundred feet in front of us. It's up in the pine straw and the dirt a bunch of, with a bunch of other stuff. We're not really sure what that thing is. However, our brain, your amygdala, your hypothalamus, your hippocampus, what I kind of call the fear center of your brain, very, very, very basic brain biology, um, does what we call fight and flight. And fight and flight is that part of you that gets all anxious and worried and wants to make sure you're safe and you're taken care of and that you're protected. And it's the part of you when you drive down the highway at 70 miles an hour, you top the hill or you turn the corner and there's four lanes in front of you stopped in traffic and you've got to stop too. And you've got to stop on a dime before you have a wreck. Well, you do everything you can to stop on a dime. You stop. All that happens automatically. You stop and right if that's over. You feel shaky and nervous and you're sick to your stomach because all those neurochemicals, that, those, that cortisol and that norepinephrine and, that, and, and, and um, all those things start to stream through your body. Your heart rate goes up. You feel sick to your stomach. You feel a little dizzy for a second. You shake. You maybe sweat a little bit. All those things happen. Flight is the part of you. I say if you go eat dinner tonight somewhere and you get home and you get sick and you throw up or even you have diarrhea. Somebody asks you a month later, hey, let's go back and eat there. You know, what do you tell them is no. No, I'm not going back and eat there. <clears throat> because that part of your brain, too, stores a memory. It reminds you of all the times that you have been hurt or you could possibly be hurt. Especially times that you have been hurt. It stores those memories. It keeps them there. And so when I say, hey, let's go back and eat that restaurant, you immediately have this memory pop into your head <clears throat> where you smell the food you ate, you taste it again for a second, you remember what it was like to throw up. And what you do is you say no immediately. You flight. You run from those things that have hurt you or could possibly hurt you. So this is what's happening when we're walking down the trail in the woods. We see this fight and flight pops up and immediately we think, oh my God, that could be a snake. Now I say to people, this is your emotional mind from last week. So if you want to go back and listen to that podcast from last week, using your wise mind to help with your anxiety, this is your emotional mind. This is another picture of your emotional mind popping up and saying, oh no. And judging something to be terrible and awful, it's a snake. And wanting you to keep you safe from it. Wanting to make sure you're okay. But however, what I tell people is we're far enough away, we're walking down the trail. Not many people, matter of fact, most people, would not just run away at that point. What most people are going to do is I'm walking with you. I may, We may put our arms out like you put your arm out with stopping a kid when you're stopping your car. And they're sitting beside you in the passenger seat. We may put our arms out and say, hey, wait, what is that up there? Is that a snake? I'm not really sure. And that little moment of where we're not really sure, where we don't have enough information. Yes, we feel that first 
pang of fight and fight and our heart rate increases and we, we feel anxious and we feel nervous and we start to say, oh my God, what is that? <clears throat> and that little question of, I don't know what that is. I got to get more information before I actually make, a, make, a, make an assessment, make a, make a decision allows most of us to keep walking down the trail. Now, of course, we may walk a little slower. We're going to ease up on this thing. We're not really sure what it is, but we're going to get more information to really figure out, is this something I could be scared of or not? So this is engaging another part of your brain. It's right over your eyes. We call it your frontal lobes. It's the front of your brain. And your frontal lobes do the exact same thing that your amygdala, your hypothalamus, your hippocampus do. Except it stores not only things that could be dangerous and hurtful, it stores any possibility there is. So when I say or somebody asks, hmm, is that a snake? Hmm, I don't know. Because guess what? That part of your brain, because you stop for just that second, gets to engage and say, hmm, I don't know. That could be a stick. It could be a root of a tree sticking out of the ground. Or maybe it's a rock sticking out of the ground. Or it's a rope somebody left. Or it's a tail of another animal. Or it's who knows what that is. I'm not really sure. Now, that little brief moment where you get to say, hmm, I'm not really sure what that is, allows your frontal lobes to catch up because your fight and flight center works automatically. This is your brain's primary job is to keep you safe. And that's first and primary job. So stopping for just a moment and asking what we said last week, hey, what are the facts here? Do I have enough information yet? What's really going on? Allows time for your frontal lobes to catch up because it works just a few minute seconds slower than the rest of your brain. And when you can ask that question, you can have other possibilities besides it being something dangerous and scary and uh, awful. You can actually come up with other possibilities that it may be. So again, this is the picture from last week where it went from, hey, your emotional mind's judging this. It's a snake. It's terrible. It's awful. All your anxiety rise. You want to run away. You act ineffectively. You don't do things that are good for you. When you stop and ask the question, hey, what is that? Let me get more information. This is you engaging your reasonable mind. And then you make some wise decisions about, well, I'm going to walk slower. I'm going to ease up on this. I'm not going to let it ruin my walk in the woods and my trip I drove to get out here. Let's figure out what this is. And you can make some good decisions about that. And that's your brain, very biologically based, fight and flight. You think, you give yourself a second to let your other part catch up, and you, you walk closer to it. And as you walk, you're gathering information. It's becoming more into focus. You can see clearly what's happening. Maybe people walk around you on the trail and look at you like you're silly because they don't know what you're doing. And at some point, you sneak up on this thing, and you find out it's just a stick. And when you find out it's just a stick, all your anxiety goes away. Woo, you laugh about it. We look at each other and we laugh. Oh, my God, we thought that was a snake. That's so funny. We were so scared. And we keep walking. Now, why I give you this story is this is another way to manage your anxiety and your worry. Because what all of us do at times is we feel that sensation. It is real that we feel the anxiety and the worry, the fight and flight, and that it's a snake. And if we just give ourselves a moment to say, well, wait a minute, what are the facts? We could come up with other decisions. We could find out maybe we're not in danger and we can make wise decisions. What happens to most of us, however, is in the world, outside of my little story here, we don't give ourselves that chance. We feel that anxiety. We feel that fight and flight. And what we go ahead and do is assume that it's real. And then we act as if it was something real and true. In reality, it may not be. So going back to last week, your emotional mind kicks in and says, oh, that's a snake and wants to run away. 
we stop, we look at it, we get more information. We say, well, I'm not really sure if that's a snake. Let me walk closer. Let me get more information so I can make some wise decisions. I don't want to ruin my trip today. This is what we all need to do in the real world. Because there are very, very few things in the real world that cause you to have to react at this very moment and second as if it was truth. There are some things. If you were about to step on the snake, yes, you need to run away. If it was just a few feet in front of us, we need to run away and make sure we're safe and it's not poisonous. If somebody was about to hit you, if you were actually about to be in a wreck, if somebody was starting to hurt you, standing right in front of you, you need to react right now. But there are very few things in our world that requires us to react right now. Most things give us anywhere from a few seconds to actually several days to make decisions. And sometimes if we would just take the few seconds, take the minute to say, hey, what's actually really happening and going on? What we would find out is it's a stick. There's nothing really that scary here. Yes, initially I was afraid and I was upset and I was telling myself all these judgments about how awful and terrible it was going to be. And when I allowed myself to have a few moments the 30 minutes, the hour, the day to think about it and get more information from all the sources I could, I find out at the end of that, eh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. It's a stick. So here's another way for you to monitor and manage your anxiety. When you feel that pang of anxiety again, like I said last week, use it to your advantage. Stop and ask yourself, hey, is this a snake or a stick? Let me give them more information before I just assume it's the worst thing it could possibly be. Because you know what? It may not be. Now, I get this story out of a book. It's called Buddha's Brain. It's not written about Buddhism, but it's written by a neuroscientist and a neuropsychologist who talk about being mindful. And this is the story they start the whole book off with because they want to let people know this is how your brain works. And if you could do this simple little thing, skill, tool, to slow down and ask yourself this question, it allows your brain to kick into the frontal lobes and you come up with every possibility and you can act with more effectiveness what about the things around you? Because not everything is a snake and scary. So if we could take this practice of walking down the trail and making those decisions that way into our real life, we'd be more effective, more impactful about the decisions we make. We'd be more wise. And our anxiety we'd be able to have control over and actually use the anxiety to our advantage, making sure we're safe and okay because we are feeling anxious and it's real. At the same time, gathering information about what the facts are, so then we can make really good decisions. Rather than making decisions out of our emotional mind, which is saying, hey, this is a snake, let's run away. And then we're very ineffective and we're not very impactful. So I want you to take that little skill, that little trick, use it for the next week. When you feel that pang of anxiety, that rush of adrenaline, that rush of, oh my God, stop. Ask yourself the question, is this a snake or a stick? I have people come back to me after I give them some story and they say, yeah, I felt that rush, that pang of anxiety. I was about to get in a fight with my spouse um, and my significant other. And then I thought to myself, is this a snake or a stick? And the reality is when I kind of looked at that and just took a minute or two to think about the facts and what was really going on and getting information, it almost always turns out to be, it's just a stick. There's no big deal here. So think about that. Use that as you go about your business today in the next couple of weeks and share this with people who you know are anxious and scared and worried and don't seem to be able to overcome it. Give them this simple skill and tool. They can listen to this in, the next, in 12 minutes and be able to get the things they need to help begin to overcome their anxiety and feel more powerful over it. So thank you. I hope you keep listening. Keep passing around it. The uh, podcast to people you know, sharing it on Facebook, on your social media and let people know. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.